It's Venice, and you are tuning into episode 13 of the Venice hashtag new you podcast. So before I get started, I just want to say if you are coming across this podcast for the first time, I invite you to subscribe to it so that that way you can receive notifications when I upload a new episode or a new episode is published. Secondly, I invite you to follow me on Facebook. I am um, on Facebook every day. There's all sorts of topics that we cover every month on my Venice and Friends page. You can find me at Venice, V-E-N-N-I-E-C-E. So let's get started, okay? Uh, This conversation is going to be about when it's time to move on, okay? And I'm not sure where you currently find yourself as you're listening to this podcast. You may be in a situation where you have really been considering moving on and you haven't done it yet, but it's really been on your mind. You may find yourself in a situation where you literally have taken the step of faith and you have moved on and you are now in the journey of what does life look like after I have courageously made a choice to move on. So regardless of which situation you're in, um, my hope and intention is that this conversation really serve you, okay? I'm gonna do this conversation in two parts. First is for those that are really contemplating moving on, and the second is for those who have moved on, okay? And so I wanna start with, you know, what are reasons that people find they just have trouble moving on? Now, uh, I personally have some experience in this area. Sadly, um, I am someone who has not been uh, quick in many cases to move on, but I've uh, pined and avoided and pretended that things weren't there and just tried to continue to live my life. And one of the things, and I've not just done that one time, I've done that multiple times in various stages of my life. One of the things that I've discovered is um, just really how painful that is, you know, to like really feel that there's more and feel really trapped like I just can't make this move. And so, you know, I just want to say, like, I'm not in your shoes. However, if you find yourself in that moment right now, I really get what that is, that feeling is like, you know, it's like feeling trapped or feeling powerless many times. And so, you know, I really have a lot of compassion for people that find themselves in that moment. I wanna just offer a couple of reasons why that it's so hard for you know, people to move on. The first one is, you know, before you can move on, you gotta like get to the truth of where you're at. You know, the truth sometimes 
is very hard to actually embrace and like be with. And so a lot of times, you know, like subconsciously, we just pretend everything is okay. Or we pretend, you know, it could be worse. We justify. Well, my life, and I've heard this so many times from women, well, I have an okay life. It could be worse. And so, you know, it's like I'm just going to kind of deal with it, you know. But really, this seems like it makes it easier, but, but it doesn't. It actually just has this continue to live in this false reality that does not serve us and is having a real impact on our lives every single day. You know, another reason why I think it's really challenging to move on is because we don't really believe like we have options. And, and I, I just want to say something about that. I think it's not so, it occurs like we don't have options or our options are limited. However, I think what's underneath that is the fear of the unknown. It is very um, intimidating to make a move not knowing exactly where you're gonna land. And, and I think that on the surface, we're like, oh, I won't be able to find another job or I won't ever be able to find another relationship like that. That's just the surface. What's underneath it is, I don't know what I'm going to deal with and there's an innate fear in that. And I think that's the real quote, that's the real problem. <laughs> it's not that we don't know if we'll be able to find another person. It really isn't. It's I'm not actually courageous. I don't have the courage in this moment or I don't know if I'm going to be able to, how am I going to be with not knowing? Especially because we all have our ways to keep our life safe, which I think is a very human thing that we all do, of course, right? The, the, the last thing I'll say is, when, when we're in a situation where it's a relationship that there is, we're in this relationship that fundamentally does not work, okay? And we're looking at, you know, moving on, it's challenging when the other person gives us mixed signals. It could be a spouse, it could be a, a boyfriend, it could be a best friend someone in you know a community that you're a part of and so you know we're communicating oh well this doesn't work and they're like i'm gonna do my best i have a lot of experience with that with my husband bless his heart <laughs> i've been married 12 years and there were many times where i was ready to move on and how i chose to navigate the times where he was like i'm going to change but then his actions were completely the opposite. It has really, and I, like I said, I really considered leaving my husband multiple times. It has been one of the most challenging relationships that I've ever been in. And it has taken a tremendous amount of work and communication and commitment on both sides 
it's hard when the commitment is only on one person's side, you know, but we're hoping that, oh, that person really is committed, but they're really not. So I think those are some really basic reasons why it's so hard to move on. Um, we also have, like, I just want to move on to another point, and that is our response. Like, you know, a lot of times we're, we're going to respond in some way, okay, to the fear of the unknown. Let's just kind of call it. Fundamentally, the reason why we don't move on is the fear of not knowing, okay? So we will have, you know, a couple of responses I think are very common. One is just straight up avoidance. I'm going to pretend that it's not there. I'm going to soothe this um, unfulfillment in my life or this profound, deep satisfaction with something. I'm going to eat. I'm going to spend money. I'm going to, um, you know, work out or work on my outer beauty. Um, but at bottom line, it's just avoiding what's there. Then on the flip side, it's control. You know, like I'm going to control this situation. I'm going to control this person. I'm going to force an outcome so that this does change. And I just want to propose to you that neither really works. You know, <laughs> they're all a forced outcome. And but it's such, such a human thing that we do. So it's like, okay, well, what do I do if I'm the avoider? What do I do, Venice, if I'm the controller? I mean, the first thing to do is become aware. Begin to look. I'm a huge journaler, okay? So get a journal and start to really look at what is the specific area that you are dissatisfied in, that you know that you are settling and you are really ready to move on. And then I invite you to get present. What does that mean? It means begin to wake up, begin to be aware to what is actually really going on. Not what you're hoping, not what you think, not what you're wishing, but what is actually really going on. It's like being straight with yourself, being honest with yourself. Write down how does avoidance show up for you? What there are practices that you and I have in our lives that we do to avoid. I have a history of avoidance. I have worked many years on unlearning the behavior of avoidance. And it's totally possible to unlearn that. It takes a lot of practice, okay? So on the flip side, what are the things that you do that are the control behaviors that you have? Because you can't change something if you're not actually aware of it. And awareness is really the first step. What is your MO, your moda, modus operandi? You have an MO, I have an MO that's very predictable, okay? In a lot of ways, it's automatic. Like we're not present, we're not even aware, we're just on autopilot. And that's the first thing to do is become aware of how it's playing out in your life. Then, when you're doing it, you want to start to practice like pivoting. It's like, okay, I'm avoiding right now by knowing I want to have this particular conversation with this individual. Okay, what am I going to do about this now? 
And one of the values of avoid of journaling, rather, I was going to say avoidance of journaling is to in your journal, the practices that you have write down what your pivot will be. A pivot is when you change directions. Okay. So I'll give you an example. One of my avoidance behavior for many years was to uh, put things off. Like I need to talk to my husband. I'm going to put it off. I'll talk to him next week about it. I have been practicing very rigorously for two years, actually three years now, to pivot when I hear the thought to literally send him a text, call him, say, hey, I need to talk to you. And it has been practice, practice in pivoting into another type of behavior. One that has me go from avoidance to being powerful and dealing with whatever it is. I'm telling you, avoidance was so like normal for me. It didn't even have to be about big stuff. Like, you know, I I have this really funny story I share about, you know, shopping. Like there have been times where I buy like a little $15 shirt at Marshall's and I would hide it in my trunk because I didn't want to tell my husband that I spent $15. Now here's what you should know. My husband really doesn't care if I spend $15 on a shirt. He really doesn't. And the practice of avoiding had run so deep in my life. I'd been avoiding. It was a lifestyle of just hiding, avoiding, not communicating that I would even avoid when I didn't need to avoid. (laughs) Like I have no reason to avoid and I do. So it's really taken practice, but it's like making a very conscious choice to pivot. Vice versa on the control, you know, control. Okay. What do I do? I mean, I have had control too with my husband. I could give you a lot of examples of control, but I think the one with my husband is one that's been very recent in my life. But with control with my husband, you know, we have very different personalities. And so when my husband was being my husband, I felt like he was wrong and he should change. And so there were things I would say to him or how I would interact with him that was just like, buddy, you need to change. And I am very aware of when I'm doing that. And uh, I've been actually really practicing learning how my husband, like his personality, learning just how he does life and really embracing the uniqueness and the diversity of how we approach life. Because he and I approach life from completely different, in completely different ways. My husband's more thought out. He's not a quick decision maker. I am more decisive. I don't, I mean, I'll think, but my thinking happens like fast. My husband's does not. So I have practiced actually giving my husband room to process the way he processes and tell myself, oh, this is how God made Dawn. And he needs to, before he can make a really a choice or a decision that he feels comfortable with, Uh, He needs to think it through and I choose to give him that room instead of trying to pressure him to make a decision in like three minutes. Now, what we have found in meeting in the middle is sometimes, you know, 
I would be waiting for a week or two and Don still hadn't made a choice. So we have met in the middle and we have found a good middle ground that works for both of us where it's like, okay, make a choice in a shorter amount of time. Like maybe how many days do you need to make this decision? That's what I ask him a lot of times. What time do you need to think this through? And he'll say, oh, I need like two days. Okay, cool, awesome. You know, and a lot of times it's not major life threatening stuff. So it's like, okay, I can wait a few days, no problem. So it gives him room, but I had to choose to give up control. That's the point. When we're, we, when we're in relationships or in situations, especially in the ones where we're really looking at moving on, we have very predictable behaviors of avoidance and control. Now, I want to give you like four signs that it's time to move on, okay? The first one is when you really live in the past, like memories and how good it used to be more than the present. You know, oh, the good old days. I remember how it was when we were first married or when I was, you know, friends with that person or when I was in that job. It used to be so awesome 20 years ago or five years ago. That's a clue because these are like, indicators like hello gotta look at this because they're it's probably time to move on from this situation the next is when the relationship brings you more pain than joy relationships and even jobs you know you don't have to like be completely fulfilled in your job but where you feel like okay i can work here like I can work, I can do my job here in a relationship. Okay, this relationship, it it adds to my life versus it sucks my energy and it depletes me from who I am. I'm like, I lose myself in this relationship. That's a sign. The next is when, you know, there's just an expectation that you're gonna change or the person's gonna change if we're looking at a relationship uh, type of scenario, like they're gonna change. What if they never change? What if that person never changes? Are you okay with that? Can you stay in that relationship? I mean, you know, cause you don't know. They may never wanna change. So if you find yourself like I'm waiting, I'm expecting, or I'm gonna change them, that's a huge indicator, okay? And I think another one is when your values are just totally not on the same page. I mean, you don't have to be like in like-mindedness with everything, but especially inside of a, well, even a relationship or a workplace environment, a workplace environment will have a culture and a relationship has values that are important to both people. And when they're very opposite, it makes it extremely challenging to continue inside of relationship. So now I don't know if that's something we really think about a lot, but it, it definitely is at play under the surface. So if you have any of these signs going on, hello, I really invite you, get present to the impact. Like what is this costing me in my life? How is it depleting me from my energy, from my well-being, from my sense of my peace? And, am, and ask yourself a question, am I willing to move on? There's something that has to happen in the brain for someone to actually make a decisive change. There is a moment in the brain that can actually be like measured 
where someone makes a conscious choice, this is it. And at the end of the day, each of us, when we're really looking at moving on, we have to come to that place where it's like, no more. I'm no longer willing to live like this. So if that's you, I invite you to really allow yourself to get present to the impact and make a choice. Now, what about after the choice? You're like, okay, I've been listening to this. Oh my God, Venice, I totally hear myself in this. I just made all those decisions. Oh my God, I so relate to what you're saying. Okay, now what? Okay, now what is to step out? And, you know, sometimes it's like, well, what is the plan? You know, I don't know. Like, what do I do? And everything has to be perfect. Well, it's not always going to be perfect. I will say this one thing is when we make a choice to step out, to move on, something happens like fundamentally in our world. It's like something shifts. And in that shift, it really brings room for something new to open up and something new to be created. And so my recommendation is to start with a very simple game plan, a very simple one. I recommend that you make a list. What is important to me in my life right now? What are the things that I must have? And what are the things that I'm no longer willing to tolerate in my life? Then next, what action can I take? What if it's in relationship, maybe it's like I, I'm looking for a particular type of community to belong to for support. If it's a job, I'm looking for a particular type of job that I want to pursue some type of future that I'm interested in. You want to think it through, allow yourself to think it through, write it down. Okay. Then you want to make a choice. Like I'm going to go for this. I'm going to apply for this job. And you may be like, I can't do it. You don't know until you try. You really don't. The, the, the thing is to be in action, okay? Because the more we're not in action, nothing happens. There is no advancement without action. Now, the last thing I will say, because I'm a life coach, and this is so core to like who I am as a person and what I contribute to the world is, I invite you to get into a life coaching group that can support you in your moment of transition, okay? Um, there are different types of life coaching groups. I have a life coaching group that is free. It's online. It's a Facebook group called um, New You, hashtag New You with Finise Robbins. I will put the link in the details of this podcast. If you are in a transition and you're looking for some like people to walk alongside you that will empower you and cheerlead you, and if you're looking for some coaching and how do I take my next steps, I invite you to join us. It's a wonderful group of women who are all up to something, and it's um. It makes such a difference to know you're not walking alone. When you step out and you move on, you're gonna be journeying in the unknown because it's uncharted territory. You've never been there before. It's That's normal. And having people around you as you are in your journey brings comfort, it brings encouragement, it brings empowerment as well. 
And there's something about I'm not alone. It's, it makes such a difference. Even though you're in your shoes, I'm not in your shoes, but having people around you who say, hey, you can do it. We believe in you. You've got this. It makes a profound difference. So I pray and hope that you really took something away from yourself in this conversation. And I invite you to take action in your life because life does not change without action. Until next time, friends. Bye.